Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Moda Francesco and I'm joined from the heartland of Nebraska football country from Omaha. My grandpa, Husker Dan, Husker Dan, or sorry, grandpa, how are you doing? How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just absolutely great. We normally do this on a Sunday and now we're doing it on a Saturday. So it's uh, a little bit of a change for us. But change that, up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the nice thing during the off season. You can really record whenever you want uh, because there's, I mean, there's stuff going on, but right. after the national championship game, which we're going to get to a little bit later, there's nothing to talk about really. Speaking of which, when is the uh, red and white game? Is that, that's coming up in about two months. It's like or so? April 7th, something like that. Oh, it's, it's a lot earliest. later than I thought. Oh, okay. Well, it's early. They did it in May last spring because of COVID. Oh yeah. Considerations. And uh, so I think it's April 7th. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but uh, yeah, that I sounds right. I believe that's the date. Okay. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, spring practice. Don't you think with all the oh, changes yeah. that have been going on? Yeah. Yeah. And sp- speaking of changes, we're going to talk a little bit today about the quarterback room, uh, what Casey Thompson and uh, Chubba Purdy uh, are bringing to the table versus who they're kicking out the door. Uh and then also a few of the new coaches that Nebraska signed since we've, uh, or I guess that Nebraska's coaching staff is now finalized or offensive coaching staff is now finalized. There was defensive coaching staff has always been finalized because uh, we didn't really fire anyone from there. Um, and well, then, we had, we had one, we had Tony Tuioti who left for Oregon. So. Oh, right. Uh, right. But yeah, besides yeah. that, there wasn't really like Scott Frost didn't fire anyone from the, he right. didn't fire anyone from the, yes, correct. correct. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about the national championship game uh, as, because uh, I mean, that's the only football thing that's happened. Uh, that was a game since we right. recorded last. So, yeah. All right. Uh, you want to you talk a little bit about, oh, we're going to talk about the NFL games that are on. Oh, right. Weekend. Yes. We're going to do that too, since we uh, want to predict a little bit. Uh, and the NFL playoffs are pretty exciting versus the regular season of the NFL, which uh, we'll both, me and me and grandpa will both watch more. But, uh, oh yeah. So the point you were going to bring up. Yeah. So some of you guys might be first time listeners to this. We didn't explain this last week, but um, so we kind of want to explain how this got started in the first place or not started, but like, um, like Nebraska football is like what brings like me and grandpa together over lots of, like, I mean, grandpa growing up in, not growing up in Nebraska, but like living in Nebraska for such a long time. Um, and I mean, like my, my mom is from is, I mean, my mom is grandpa's daughter, obviously, but um, she's, she's from Nebraska. Not, I mean, she's a big Nebraska fan, but like, being a Nebraska fan kind of was like the first thing that I ever did uh, it, that I can remember at least that we have lots of videos of uh, here, here at our house. But yeah, so what I would, I would sit on grandpa's lap uh, when we were watching Nebraska games and uh, maybe how, how old do you think I was three? Oh, I don't know. You were just a little kid. Yeah. But um, I was sitting on his lap and I was like, what happened, grandpa? So I had no clue. I, I didn't know what was happening, but yeah. So I really owe all my Nebraska fandom and all that, like in my love of football, college football in uh, general to grandpa. So this is just like a really cool thing that we get to do um, and share, share with you guys listening out there uh, that we are, that we really love and that we, I mean, I've loved for 15 years. So um, yeah. And it's it's super super exciting um speaking of, um i like we have so many as a segue lots of videos of me with nebraska football stuff but 
one that comes to the top of my head, I, I have a younger brother. And when he was really tiny, uh, I was maybe five or six. Uh, and, you know, older or brothers always trying to get the little brother's attention when they're not paying attention, especially when they're little. Uh, and so I just keep saying random things, uh, like trying to get his attention. Um, and then and then you go, Nebraska lost to Oklahoma, Charlie. And uh, <laughs> I mean, just Nebraska's then Nebraska football has been something I've loved since I've been three. So, yeah. You're making me very proud, Will. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> oh, well, uh, what do you want to talk about first? The, uh, the, well, we talked a little bit about the new coaches last time, but then, um, of course, we got Bill Bush on yep. special teams. Uh, Mark Whipple is the offensive coordinator. He, now he was one of the first hired. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the last one is uh, running backs coach from TCU, Brian. Yeah. Allen. What do you know about those guys? So we did talk about, Oh, actually we didn't talk about Mark Whipple. I guess that was our practice episode, but yes, Mark Whipple's from Pittsburgh. Um, he, co- he brought about the offense that allowed like Kenny Pickett to do so much with um like with his legs and kind of open up that game again i mean open up sorry that pittsburgh offense and allow them to uh compete in the what were they they were in the peach bowl against michigan state yeah. this year yeah. yeah um so he's kind of the mastermind behind that um i'm pretty excited for him coming to nebraska honestly just watching pitt's offense over these past three years like Pitt used to be a huge defensive school like if you think of pitt uh now, like NFL wise, um, at least what I think of is Aaron Donald. I, I don't know how many people really connect him with Pittsburgh because I didn't know I didn't know he went there until four years ago or so. But like um, their their defense has was like always a great thing. And me listening to other college football podcasts for a few years now, and they're always talking about defense. And then I see this offense this year um, in the I mean, guaranteed is in the uh, granted it's in the ACC which is not a huge defensive conference, but still you play Clemson uh, or they did, they didn't play Clemson this year. Sorry. Um, but you play, you play some pretty like Wake Forest is pretty good. They, that's who, um, or Wake Forest's defense is not great, I guess, but like, as a, what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, Mark Whipple's offense, I think can do a lot in the big 10. We'll have to see how it does against uh, big 10 defensive coordinators, uh, especially at Ohio state and Michigan, uh, and Michigan State for that matter too, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for him. I think he's going to do really great things at Nebraska. But uh, yeah. I did I did some research on Mark Whipple. He was there at, at Pittsburgh for three years from uh, uh, 2019 through yeah. the 21 series uh, uh, season. And uh, you look at his first year there, Pitt. Now he's an offensive coordinator. Okay. So he doesn't have control of special teams or defense, you know. Yeah. Oh, Pitt went eight and five in 2019. That was pre-COVID uh, year. Yeah. And the offensive numbers, his first year there, uh, they had they ran 954 plays for a total of 4,946 yards and 28 touchdowns. That is just a click over five yards a, a play. That's not just running or not just passing. This is total offense so yeah 5.18 yards per play that's that's good that's good yeah and then in the covid year Pitt went six and five and mm-hmm. uh and they played uh, so there was only 11 games they played uh 
They played 14 games this past year, but they had 814 plays, fewer plays. Obviously, it's a COVID season. Yeah. 1,176 and 34 touchdowns for, again, about the same uh, yards per play. Okay. Yeah. Now, and I had to, I had to check this, Will. I had uh-huh. to make sure I was reading, you know, what, what I saw. Yeah. Okay. Pitt went 11 and three this year. Yep. Okay. They had a 1,069 plays. Okay. 1,069 for 6,800. Oh, my goodness. Yards. Now, here's the thing that I said I, this has got to be a misprint. They went from 34 touch, total touchdowns in 2020 to 70. Oh, my gosh. 20, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look up how like an Alabama or a, uh, you know, a, a Georgia or anybody else. I don't think Georgia was anywhere near that, but 70 touchdowns. That's insane. So um, if Mark Whipple can turn things around, I don't, I don't think he's going to stay there three years. That's just that. I don't know. I don't have any inside information, but 70 touchdowns from 34 you double that in one year that is yeah. amazing yeah that's true i mean well considering they didn't they did uh that i mean there are some things you could try to explain with that but still that's an insane amount of yeah. scoring um i mean they put up 45 on wake uh in the on wake in the acc championship game they don't play Cle- they didn't play clemson last year they did in 2020, I believe. Um, you, yes, they did play Clemson in 2020 and lost by quite a bit. But um, still, that that is something to be excited about. The, I mean, also the consistency part, because that is something Nebraska has been missing uh, a lot lately is the consistency. Of, I mean, we've been consistently bad but yeah. <laughs> on, on offense especially. But um, having that consistency of like five yards per play, I would be happy with that next year if we can just get like – five yard chunks per play, or at least average per play. I, I mean, I'd be fine with that. That's better than where we are now. So well, yeah. they, I didn't, I didn't say the average yards. So I, I said there were a click over five yards in his first two year, two first two years as the offensive coordinator. And then they jumped to s- almost 6.4 yards. Wow. A play six over six yards of play. That's insane. Around two plays. You got a first down. Yeah. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. The, the 70 touchdowns just boggles my mind. Yeah, that's um, crazy. And the I did some research on Brian uh, Applewhite. He came from Texas Christian. He used to be at Colorado State. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. Uh, was he, he with was he with McElwain? Yeah, I think they did pretty well. I didn't I didn't get all the stats. I looked at Let's him, see. but I didn't. Oh, he's from 20 Colorado State from 2015 to 2019. So right. I don't think so. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't remember him coaching a lot of great TCU's running backs have been pretty good uh, when he's been there, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that's the numbers don't jump out uh, for Brian as they do for, for Mark Whipple. Um, yeah. I, he, he was the running backs coach there for two years. His first year in 2020, they went six and four. And then uh, last year they went five and seven. So they had a losing season. I yeah. Know, um, uh, their quarterback, the kid out of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Yeah. Mark uh, uh, Dugan. Uh, Max yeah, Dugan. Max Max Dugan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just looked up the, the, the stats 
for TCU, and this is Brian Applewhite's. And, and Brian Applewhite can do only so much as a running backs coach. I mean, you got there's so many things that feed into this thing. But I just thought it was interesting. Um, his r- just rushing stats there for 2020. Well, I'll go back to 2020. There were 412 12 rushes for 2,147, 23 touchdowns for 5.2 yards per carry. Um, you know, that, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And then they, they dropped off a little bit last year. They had, uh, they had more yardage, but, uh, uh, and they had fewer touchdowns, uh, but, and it, you would think that'd be just the opposite because of the COVID year in 2020, but, but yeah. they had, uh, they, they dropped down to 4.98 yards per rush. Again, you get a couple of those, you almost got a first down. So that's true. Yeah. So, and then you look at Nebraska's rushing totals for those two years in 2020, uh, Nebraska rushed for 334 times for 1,611 yards, 15 touchdowns. Again, that's a COVID year, 4.82 yards per carry. And then last year, Nebraska had 490 attempts for 2,162 yards. So that's still under what uh, Brian Applewhite's uh, running backs were doing there. And then that was 31 touchdowns for the, for the Husker rushing game, which was mainly, yeah, it wasn't running backs. It was a lot of, uh, of uh, Adrian Martinez, but that was uh, 4.41 yards uh, a carry, which is, you know, it's okay. I think you get up in that five uh, yards a carry is pretty good. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, and TCU's TCU's been on a steady decline, uh, so I don't know how much that like the recruitment problem is. Like being in the Big Twelve with teams like Texas and Oklahoma, and then Iowa State rising up. Uh, so m- maybe he's not getting the best talent, but he should have. I think uh, he should have better talent in Nebraska or sorry, at Nebraska, then he should yeah. not in Nebraska. Texas has a better like right. high school, high school players in general, but he should have better talent at Nebraska than he had at TCU. So it'll be interesting to, uh, to see what he does. But um, I mean, who was, who was the running back coach before uh, Applewhite? Ryan Held. Oh, oh right. Well, okay. You mean at Nebraska, Ryan Held. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, I think, I think he'll do better than Held. Our running game is, I mean, he's going to have to, I don't, I think our running game is fine. The, the problem I'm seeing is the offensive line is not, yeah, we're not getting enough push up front from just from what I've seen. The only running that was like super effective last year was Adrian Martinez's legs. Right. And we're not going to have that this year. Right. Casey Thompson can run. Uh, we'll talk about quarterbacks later, but Casey Thompson can, can run, but I don't think we need, we should rely just on quarterbacks legs. So I'm, I mean, getting, uh, getting, uh, Brian Applewhite here, I think is a, is a big get for Scott Frost. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting too overexcited by like the resumes of these, um, of, of these coaches or if it's realistic, I, I think Mark Whipples can translate, but I'm not sure about Brian Applewhite being in the big 12 where offenses are kind of running that conference in general and TCU didn't score a lot of points the this season but yeah uh yeah anything else you want to say about brian applewhite and then we can talk about bill bush here real quick yeah i i 
I, I, I agree with you. I think the jury's out on Brian and I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, who I would have recommended. Now, Brian was looking for a, for a job because TCU fired their coaching staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, sometimes you wonder, like in the case of Mark Whipple, he doubled his salary. So that's a no brainer for him to come to Lincoln. Oh yeah. He was making a little over four at, at Pitt. Now he's at, I think eight fifty. Um, and in fact, he's the highest paid assistant coach, assistant football coach in Husker football history. I didn't, I guess I, I didn't really think about that. Huh? Well, but, I mean, yeah. I guess there's not really, I mean, I I'm trying to think of someone that was like, as big of a hire as Whipple was that we would want the way we would have to pay that much money to leave. And I can't yeah. really think of anyone, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think getting back to Brian, I think to, uh, you know, the jury's going to be out now, Bill Bush, he's a, he's a home. He was born in O'Neill, Nebraska. And then I think he was grew up in Pender, Nebraska, which is not far from Omaha and Fremont. Okay. But, uh, you know, he brings a lot of experience. I've, I've met uh, Bill. He's a good guy and he's uh, bleeds Husker red. And uh, I'm glad to see him get on as a, uh, as a full-time coach. What surprised me a little, and maybe it, it did you too, that he is, he is being, uh, he's hired to be the full-time special teams coach. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because we were talking, uh, was it last week about special yeah. teams not really matter? Or like it didn't seem that special teams mattered that much and that you think they would be, that you thought it would be a waste of uh, a coaching spot to get a special teams coordinator. So uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, what, so what did, what did uh, Scott Frost double up tight ends and wide receivers? No, uh, actually Mike Dawson is going to do the defensive line and outside linebackers. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, then they got Brian to just be a, you know, a, a running backs coach. So it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. And then Bill Bush, you know, because uh, uh, Mike Dawson had special teams last year. Now special, that's another thing is, is you're only as good as the players you have yeah. I believe, on special teams. Mm -hmm. Now where they coached in fundamentals, man, we saw, Michigan State game where Nebraska lost it. They had the game oh, in yeah. the pocket, just get mm -hmm. out of town, and you got one. Yep. And the the punter punted instead of the, to the right where all his uh, coverage was. He's punted to the left. They run it back for a touchdown, tie the game, and win in overtime. And it's just mm -hmm. like, what the heck is going on? So yeah. Bill Bush A is going to have his work cut out for him, and B oh, yeah. he's going to have to be careful about. I believe how he if he, you know, um, beats his own chest on how great they are, assuming they are this next year, mm -hmm. and that's going to make Mike Dawson look a little foolish. So I think he has to, I think there's a kind of a rough line there, but yeah, but, but Bill can say, look, I'm the full-time guy. And, and Mike was there only as a part-time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's a bit of a gamble, I guess, but uh -huh. uh, you know, none of these coaches, none of these transfers has played a down of football, coached a down. We, you just don't know yep. what they're going to do and, and how they're going to do it. But uh, yeah, anyhow, that's, do you have anything more that you want to add with, uh, with Bill Bush? Not really. Just, I mean, just the fact that he has uh, coaching experience in the 
Big Ten, so he kind of knows what to expect, which is good. He's coached in Nebraska before. He's coached at Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Rutgers as well. So I, I think that's a plus of yeah. getting him where he knows what these Big Ten offenses or more kick coverage teams and defense. Like, he he knows the Big Ten, which is good because it's not – he's he didn't – like, he as he, he's from LSU, so it's not like he's uh, – he, like – under he, but he also understands the Big Ten. It's not like Whipple, where he's never coached in the Big Ten, really. So, or not, I, I don't think that will affect Whipple too much. But at, at least uh, Bush knows what to expect. So yeah. I heard, I heard just a few days ago that from a very trusted source that uh, Bill Bush, if people want to know what his what his worth to a football team is, when he was at LSU, of course he just came up from LSU. Uh-huh. Uh, he went. As soon as uh, as uh, Joe Burrow became available in the transfer portal, he was at Ohio State as a quarterback, uh-huh. and he went to Mark or to uh, Ed Ogeron, the head yeah. coach of LSU. He said, "If you can get this kid to come to LSU, he says, I guarantee you, you will win a national championship." Now, wow! <laughs> wow! That is great foresight. Yeah. Well, that's good too. If he can do stuff like that for Nebraska, that's interesting. Absolutely. But uh, you want to get to the quarterback room? That's yeah, we probably should touch, touch on that a little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay, so quarterback room as it stands right now is Chubba Purdy, Casey Thompson, uh, Henrik Heinberg, and uh, Logan Smothers. Is that correct? Is anyone I'm forgetting? You got Matt Masker. Uh, oh, right. Um, it's, it's funny that, that uh, Heinrich Harburg and Matt Masker went to the same high school. Carney Catholic High School. I I doubt if they're in the history of Husker football, and I don't know this for a fact. I doubt if there have been two quarterbacks on the roster at the same time from the same high school, and the size of Carney Catholic. I mean, yeah. talking about Carney High, that would be one thing. This is Carney Catholic, which would be even a smaller school. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's uh, Masker's a walk on. Uh, so I, I don't know how he fits into this thing, but so, uh, but they got, they got Chuba and they got uh, Casey. What I, I just saw an interview with, with Casey Thompson. It was done by Sean uh, Callahan with Husky. Okay. Online. It was, yeah, I, yeah. I should have sent it to you, but I didn't, but oh, you're uh, fine. really, uh, really interesting. Uh, but so with all these guys on in the, in the room, don't you figure that somebody's going to be leaving? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think if anyone's leaving, it's going to be uh, either Smothers or uh, Harburg because I mean, maybe maybe it's those lower guys in the totem pole, but I don't think it'll cause it. I think if Logan Smothers is smart, I think he leaves uh, because he's not going to like, yes, he might have, he could wait for like, he could he could wait for those the position to clear up, but by the time that clears up, because Casey Thompson's a junior, is that correct this year? Yeah, he has two years el- eligibility. Yeah. Okay. So, well, oh wait, so wouldn't he have three though because of the COVID no. thing? Because I they added another. I think he's used that up. I think he's okay. Okay. I think he has two years to play. Two years. And, okay. Yeah. And then how many does Purdy have? Two? Purdy, I think, has four because he was injured down at Florida State. Oh, right, right. Okay. So didn't that yeah. surprise you, Will? Didn't that surprise you that they after you know the week after that 
that uh, Casey signs with the Huskers that they continue the pursuit of another quarterback in, in Chubba. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're just trying to keep their options open and like just bring in as many as possible. And then if someone wins the starting job and the other person decides to leave then they're like, okay, well, we got someone who can like lead this team and play well at quarterback. Uh, and I think if I, if I had to guess now, my guess is Logan's mother stays on for this year. If he doesn't get any chances or really has any opportunity or anything, then I think he leaves after this season, but I do think he will leave sometime in the near future just because of the depth of that quarterback room now with uh, Chuba and Casey Thompson. But I don't know what you think about that grandpa. Well, yeah, I, uh, you look at what, what is the, uh, the, uh, uh, the market value of uh, Logan Smothers. He's been at Nebraska uh, three years. He redshirted and, and, uh, but he, he started one game. I don't know. His mm-hmm. market value is going to be, I don't think he's going to, I don't think people are going to want to take a, a chance on him. He's a good kid. He's a yeah. good kid. But I mean, you got to have, you know, feed it. Now, uh, Casey comes in having started what 10 games and he played in 12 games this past year. There's yeah, a track record there. There's, there's yeah. touchdowns and interceptions. And, and so I don't know, Logan doesn't have the, the power. To, I mean, you can enter the transfer portal and I heard another yeah. stat. I don't know if you heard of this, but I think there were maybe 1100. I want to say uh, in the transfer portal, and only 35% of those kids have found new homes. Huh. Wow. That's so that you know, would a Logan Smothers who's getting his education paid for. That's true. Why would yeah. he leave? I, I mean, I don't know. Those are, these are all questions that are, that are out there and we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think Logan's maybe I was wrong saying he, he, if he's smart, he'll leave. I, I mean, if he gets, I don't know. Maybe I just was thinking too highly of him just because the Iowa game, but yeah. I, I think any like group of five school would be happy to have him uh, at least compete for a job, but yeah. I don't know if he's going to leave Nebraska if he wants to compete for a job, but we'll see how that quarterback room ends up uh, figuring after this off season here, starting towards the season when uh, we get spring training and uh, spring practices in the spring game. Cause I think we'll, we'll have to watch a spring game and see compared to Chuba. I think, well, actually, yeah, compared to Chuba, because I think Casey Thompson is going, I think Casey Thompson should and is going to be the starter for Nebraska this year. Uh, but Logan Smothers competition right now that I'm seeing is Chuba Purdy because they kind of have the same experience level. And uh, I watched some of Chuba's like highlights and stuff from FSU two, I guess two years ago because he was injured. But uh, he, I mean, it was impressive sort of to an extent, but the offense that Florida state was running then was not super conducive to throwing the ball a lot. So I, there's not a lot to really see from him, but I, I think the competition between him and Logan Smothers going into the spring game and spring training will be the focal point uh, for that backup spot, but I could be wrong. So. Well, when we have to, you think about are all these transfers worth it? And I mentioned about the 35%, success rate you look at somebody last year luke mccaffrey um you know he was the he was adrian martinez's backup you know in a power yep. five school at a big 10 school 
mm-hmm. and he opts to transfer to Louisville. Mm-hmm. And he lasted there about a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and he went down to Rice and he's in to, you know, he's going, his face is going to be on a milk carton. You don't, you know, yeah. it's like whatever happened to Luke. And I, I, the, the advice that some of these kids get, I have to believe is just not in the best interest of the player. And you figure yeah. McCaffrey coming from an NFL family, they would be able to have oh yeah a load of, of good advice. And I, I can't believe, and I, I think Luke is a smart kid. I always mm-hmm. liked him and I wanted him to succeed, but man, that is, that's some bad uh, decisions there. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have time. I think probably just talk about, uh, the uh, the quarterback uh, or not excuse me the uh, NFL uh, playoff games today this is being recorded before any of them are played on Saturday the twenty second of January. Yeah. Do you want to touch on the national championship game real quick for like oh, two sure. minutes yeah. or so? Yeah, yeah, we can just to kind of wrap that up because we did yeah, talk yeah. about it last I week. Forgot about it. Yeah. Um, so Georgia wins the national championship for the first time in forty yeah forty years. Uh, that was I mean watching it. Uh, what we said two weeks ago, last time we recorded an episode was we just want a good game. And I think we, I think we got it. That was a pretty good game. Uh, I thought that Alabama was generally going to blow out uh, Georgia. I do want to clear the air. Uh, some of the people that I was watching this game with gave me a hard time for uh, cheering for Georgia. When I said in the podcast, I was going to, that I thought Alabama was going to win. I just really don't like Alabama. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm cheering with my heart with Georgia and ended up working out. I did not think that was going to happen. And even going into halftime, I still thought Alabama was going to win, but, uh, yeah, it was just really great win for Georgia. I, I'm really happy for them. And, uh, just seeing the celebrations in Indianapolis was oh, yeah. awesome to watch. I think I watched like maybe 20 minutes of the post game show. Cause it was quite, quite fun to watch, but I cannot yeah, imagine that the Bama fans I was, watching the national championship game with stayed on for the uh, last like six minutes of the broadcast. But uh, yeah. yeah the, story, the story yeah. of that game has to be and a story of, I mean, it's a, it's a lesson for anybody attempting to excel at anything, but Stetson Bennett, nobody wanted the kid came on yeah. to Georgia the first time as a walk-on. He goes to a junior college, comes back to Georgia. Nobody wants him. He's down in the, the uh, depth chart. And he comes back there. He, he has a fumble and he looked like, Oh my goodness, that's going to be the difference in the game. Alabama scored real quickly. And the kid did not give up. He didn't quit on himself. What a great story. Yeah. Fantastic story. Yeah. And what, like them showing him on the sideline you could see absolutely like he was crying on the sidelines. How emotionally was about winning that national championship game. And that means, I mean, he had to be, he didn't even start the first few games of the season. That was JT Daniels team uh, at Georgia. And he had to win his spot uh, as a walk-on and uh, he's a fifth year senior, I believe uh, he's coming back next year. So that'll be awesome. Uh, it's, and then JT Daniels, as soon as he heard that he transferred or he entered the transfer portal yeah, at least, but right. yeah. So, I mean, that Georgia's going to be dangerous next year, even after losing their top linebacker, Nicobe Dean, in the, to the draft this year. Uh, they're they're going to be back, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch them. I think Georgia can uh, repeat uh, national championships again. We'll see how strong Alabama is after all their uh, draft declarations. But they always come back super strong, so, yeah, we'll see. 
Okay, you yeah. want to talk about the NFL games? Yes, and if there's nothing else you want to add about national championship game in the end, no, I think I think you nailed it. Thank you, guys. All right, sweet. Okay, Today is uh, Cincinnati at uh, at uh, Tennessee Titans? Yeah, and that game that game's interesting because uh, Derrick Henry's back for the Titans. I did not think he was going to be back. I thought he was gone for the year uh, after his broken foot or whatever. Uh, and the Titans have needed him badly. I, oh yeah. 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 They, they have, they absolutely tanked towards the end of the season. So uh, just saying right now, this game kicks off and I guess like 20, 20 minutes from when we're going to finish recording right. this. But uh, I mean, I think Tennessee, if it, well, it depends on the health of Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry's decently healthy and has an okay game, I think Tennessee wins this. Otherwise I think Joe Burrow and the uh, Bengals, go on to the uh, conference championship, which will be awesome. So the two questions, who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win? Uh, Story-wise, just watching Joe Burrow, I want the Bengals to win. Yeah. Uh, I do think the Titans will win though with their Henry back as long as he's yeah. doing fine. So yeah. 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 You, what about you grandpa? Same two questions. Yeah. I think uh, I, I agree with you. I I've been a Joe Burrow fan for, I wish he would have come here. His dad played for Nebraska and, Joe dearly wanted to play at Nebraska and Bo Pelini passed on him and yep. Pat Frost passed on him, but you know, Scott already had uh, Adrian and yeah, like, okay, I, I get that. I, I think yeah. that probably worked out the best for Joe Burrow. I doubt if he could have achieved. Oh yeah. True. At yep. LSU, uh, at, at Nebraska. Um, the second game tonight, which I, it's going to be, I'm old enough to remember the ice bowl. And that was, uh, that was uh, Dallas going to uh, Green Bay in in December or January. I forget what it was. Yeah, it was December, 13, I believe. It was yeah. thirteen below zero at kickoff. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be thankfully that cold at Green Bay tonight. Um, I'm here's who I want. I want to win. Uh, I want Green Bay to win tonight, and I think they're going to win. So um, yeah, I, I think I would not bet against Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, me neither. I agree with you. I, I want, I, I think, uh, like, I don't know, the, the 49ers last week kind of got that game was really crazy with the Cowboys. That was, a, that was probably the only good game, uh, besides the Bengals Raiders game, uh, from the wild, from wildcard weekend last weekend. Uh, so I, I think that, I think that Green Bay is going to just, just absolutely blow San Francisco out of the water, but I, hope so. I could be wrong. I, I will be cheering for the Packers in that game, though. And then we have two games tomorrow. Uh, these are probably the best matchups, at least just from being an average NFL watcher. Uh, we have the Rams against the Buccaneers tomorrow at one. Uh, Grandpa, who do you want to win? And uh, who I, do, who I'm do you think a, gonna win? two uh, NFL teams I followed for uh, as long as I can remember: the Rams and the and the Chiefs. So I will always want them to win. I hope that they meet in the Super Bowl, and that way I can't lose. <laughs> uh, but I think winning at uh, against Tom Brady at home, oh yeah, going to be a tall task. Um, I, you know, I certainly want the Rams to win. I love that Cooper Cup kid. He's oh my gosh, Washington. yeah, yeah. Uh, he does stuff that's. And then Von Miller on defense, they got him from the Broncos. That's, yeah. that's a great. So I don't know. I that's that's my take there. How about you? 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I want the Rams to win this game too, just because uh, my, my dad's from New York. So I've just grown up hating Tom Brady. So <laughs> I, I can't really pick Tom Brady. I do. <laughs> I do think, uh, uh, I think this game will be close. I don't, the Rams have been really up and down this year. It depends on the play of Stafford. I think the Rams win this game, knock the Bucks out of the playoff, but maybe that's just my bias talking. Uh, but we'll, I, I, I will be cheering for the Rams as uh, you are, Grandpa. But I, it'll be – I'm seeing this as a toss-up right now, but I, if I'm going to have to go off what I know about these two teams, I'm going to say uh, if the Rams perform to their potential, the Rams will win this. If both, Sorry, if both teams perform to their highest potential, the Rams will win this game. But, uh, yeah. And then final game here. This one is one that I thought was going to ha- – that I didn't think was happening this week. Uh not because of like scheduling or anything. I just didn't think these two teams were playing each other, but I'm super excited for this game. Uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you kind of already said who you want to win this game, Grandpa, but who yeah. do you think is actually going to win this game? I think uh, I think Kansas City will find a way to win. Uh, they don't always do it in a pretty fashion. I like I love Josh Allen, and I root for him when it doesn't affect uh, team, my teams. I like it. He's another kid who nobody wanted out of high school. Uh, yeah. And then he goes to Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. And I was watching the kid back then. And I said, this kid is a heck of a player. And, uh, and then to see him taken, I forget what, where he was chosen in the, in the NFL draft, but. Uh, yeah. I, I believe guy. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was second round, but I could be wrong. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll figure that out. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't really, I don't really care who wins this game as much. I don't know if I have a dog in the fight. I, I really love Josh Allen. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love the way the Chiefs play, but I think I, I as I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I think the bill, I don't know. These two teams, uh, everyone, I believe the line in this game is slided towards the Bills. I think that's wrong, just based on uh, how the Chiefs have been playing lately. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Chiefs just their performance against the Steelers uh, absolutely destroyed them. They probably the best playoff performance first round. Uh, I mean, as to the bills, so this is going to be a very high offensive matchup. That's all I, that's all I'm going to say. It'd be a close game. I think. Yes. Yes. I believe so too. I think this is this game and the uh, Rams bucks game are the two that I would could see going into overtime. Uh, of the of the four that we have so yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be fun so yeah okay. uh, any, anything you want to finish no. up talking in nebraska okay cool it's, uh, it's fun <laughs> to do this with you will and uh yeah we'll see everybody next time yeah uh talk probably next week is that is that gonna yeah. work for you we can talk sure. about it. okay cool yeah. awesome all right and uh yeah so thank you guys for listening today and we will talk to you next week go big red